Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Patricia Elsie Tuttle, and... I'm reading all these books and I, 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 I keep buying more and I don't know where and I don't know why, cause I have no space and this is episode number 336 and a half and today I'm going to talk to you about a couple backlist titles that I'm excited to share with you. Hi everyone! So my newest obsession has been cooking beans, like dried beans. I've always been really intimidated by the idea of cooking dry beans for some reason. I know that some beans can make you incredibly sick if they're undercooked, and soaking beans always seemed like a hassle to me, except I don't really know why, because it's not like I need to do anything active while soaking them. Samin Nosrat, author of Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, has often praised Rancho Gordo, a California company not far from me that sells heirloom beans. Well, I've gone all in and I've bought many beans and I'm cooking a new bean recipe each weekend. There's an heirloom bean cookbook from Rancho Gordo that I'm totally going to link in the show notes. The only dried beans I had ever cooked before recently have been the New Year's black eyed peas that I make for good luck every year. But now I've made curried beans from a beautiful big bean called a Scarlet Runner, and I've also made risotto with cranberry beans. I think I'm getting the hang of it and I'm really enjoying it. Also, it was totally an excuse to buy another cookbook. Before I get to my backlist book picks, let's hear from a sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Greenleaf Book Group. No summer vacation should be without a great read, and I don't know about you, but I am partial to mysteries and thrillers for my hot month reads. It's hot girl reading summer, always over here. And from the award-winning librettist of Legally Blonde, the musical and the screenwriter of Freaky Friday, Heather Hawk, comes the page-turning psychological thriller, The Trouble with Drowning. So when author Eden Hart floats into Tucson's Antigone books and all her dazzling perfection to give a reading, Kat, a struggling writer, can't help but compare herself. Thankfully, Kat's life starts to take on its own Eden-like glow when her literary future takes shape and she falls madly in love with Jacob. As demons from her past begin to surface, Kat's mental health craters and this halcyon dream slips through her fingers. For the fastest paced slow burn you won't be able to put down, be sure to check out The Trouble with Drowning by Heather Hawk on Amazon or your retailer of choice. And thanks again to Greenleaf Book Group for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Books. Taming Seven is an epic and unforgettable love story in the international bestselling and TikTok phenomenon, The Boys of Tom and Series from Chloe Walsh. So Tommen's cheekiest lad, Jared Gibsey Gibson, has always been a comedian, but inside he is haunted by events of the past and he uses humor to cope, hiding his true self from the world. 
Then you have Claire Biggs, who is the epitome of sunshine. She's always loved Gibsy, her brother's friend and her favorite neighbor. She also has always seen a side to him that no one else seems to notice, and she becomes determined to tame her wild-at-heart childhood best friend. So the Boys of Tommen series is an internationally best-selling YA romance series that has taken TikTok by storm. It's perfect for readers looking for new adult slash crossover romance, dual point of views, friends to lovers, marathon worthy TikTok books, and angsty tear jerkers. Taming Seven is published today and it's the fifth book in the series. So make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode. For my first pick, I have With the Fire on High by Elizabeth Acevedo. When I read this book, I expected to enjoy it. What I didn't expect, though, is to love it as much as I do. This YA novel takes place mostly in Philly. I have a special place in my heart for Philly, and I already gave this book extra imaginary points for being set there. This book is told in first person by our protagonist, Imani Santiago. Imani is a senior in high school and has a baby who she refers to as baby girl, but she actually named her Emma. Imani is Afro-Puerto Rican, and she and Emma live with Imani's abuela, her father's mother, who has raised her. When Imani's mother died, her father moved back to Puerto Rico and just left Imani with her abuela. Tyrone, baby girl's father, is not with Imani anymore, but he occasionally takes the baby on weekends. Imani and Tyrone are doing their best to remain civil to each other for the baby's sake. Imani doesn't really know what she is doing in life. Like I mentioned, she's a high school senior. She's kind of thinking about college, maybe. She just has so much going on. She works at a burger restaurant. She's a young mom who is very grateful for all her abuela's help, and she's still attending high school and trying to do well. It is so rare that we get teen characters who are mothers, and even if we do, they're portrayed as messy or irresponsible, and this makes Imani all the more refreshing. She is responsible, she is getting things done, and yeah, it's hard and there are problems, but the problems are structural and because she is under-resourced, not because she's making bad decisions. There's something else you need to know about Imani. She has a knack for cooking, more than a knack, like an innate ability, a sixth sense. She is phenomenal in the kitchen. So imagine her thrill when there's a new elective announced for seniors, a culinary arts class. Not only is it a class, but in the spring there will be a trip to Spain for some culinary immersion. Of course, Imani takes the class, adding yet another thing to her plate, pun intended, The professor, Chef Aiden, is really strict, which you have to be in a kitchen because there are so many ways to get injured really, really badly. But this professional strictness is really hard for Imani to deal with as she cooks from the heart, not the rules. On top of everything, there's a new boy in school named Malachi with a smile that is too pretty, and the last thing Imani needs is to start a relationship. She barely has time for her best friend, Angelica, And Leslie, a classmate, gives Imani grief every chance she gets. And then, on top of that, Imani's father tends to call or show up from Puerto Rico whenever he feels like, throw the whole household into a spin, and then leave just as quietly. I really enjoyed this book. It's different from my usual reads, and I'm glad I read it. It's With the Fire on High by Elizabeth Acevedo. For my next pick, I have City of Secrets, written and illustrated by Victoria Ying. 
This was such a fun middle grade graphic novel. Some content warnings up front for violence, grief, poverty, and death of a parent. I want to start with the artwork. Victoria Ying's style is incredibly enchanting. It's kind of sketchbooky without being messy. It's very steampunk, and yes, it's a book, but Ying's artwork makes it feel like everything is in motion all the time. I really love it. City of Secrets takes place in the grand capital city of Oscars. The main building in the city is the Switchboard Operating Facility. The operators who work there keep the entire city connected. The building itself is a multi-level mechanical wonder. It's almost like a giant puzzle box. A lever over here might trigger a gear or door or staircase over there. You would think that the person in charge, Madame Alexander, would know all about each bit of the building, but that's far from the truth. But there is one person who does know almost all of it. His name is Ever Barnes, and he and his father used to live in the building. Well, Ever's father was murdered, but not before he could tell Ever their true purpose and the purpose of the building. The building is actually a safe, and the Barnes family has been entrusted to be its guardians for generations. Ever's father doesn't tell him what's in the safe, just how to get to it and that they must protect it. It may contain the secret to saving the city if it's ever needed. So now Ever alone lives in the building, possibly illegally, as he mostly keeps to himself and stays in hiding, especially from Madame Alexander. A couple of the women who work the switchboards know he's there and bring him food when they can. It also seems that the city itself is multiple levels, with the wealthy living up top on level one, and then it gets a bit seedier and rougher the lower you go. At the beginning of the book, a wealthy man named Mr. Morgan and his daughter Hannah visit the switchboard building. Hannah catches a glimpse of Ever Barnes and seems to be determined to draw him out of his hiding eventually. But this is not just your typical middle grade book about friendship. There are much more nefarious things going on, and each new thing that Hannah and Ever discover makes it clear that the city is not safe and neither are they. As soon as they solve one puzzle, more puzzles appear in its place, and the safety of the city and everyone they love depends on their abilities to work together and trust each other. I really enjoyed this book. It was fun and exciting and had some great surprises. It doesn't end in a cliffhanger, so it's a complete book, but it does have a sequel, City of Illusion, which just came out this past August. This one is City of Secrets, written and illustrated by Victoria Ying. Before I end today's show, I want to make sure you all know about Book Riot's newest podcast, Adaptation Nation, all about TV and film adaptations of your favorite books. We read it, we watch it, we talk about it. We dig into new releases, old favorites, underrated gems, and interesting messes, and try to answer that ever-burning question, was the book actually better? And does that question even matter? The first episode features Jeff, co-host of the Book Riot podcast, and Amanda and Jen, hosts of Get Booked. They break down the sci-fi classic Dune and the new adaptation. Subscribe to Adaptation Nation on your podcatcher of choice. And that's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you so much to our sponsor. A special thank you to my totally awesome audio editor, Jen Zink, and thank you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com backslash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com backslash all the books. 
Remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers find us. If you want to talk about books or nerdy stuff or check in on my shenanigans or my beans, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The Infofile, as in The Lover of Information, spelled T-H-E-I-N-F-O-P-H-I-L-E. In the meantime, have a safe weekend, drink some water, and happy reading. Thank you.